to where we didn't know actually if you want to work in commercials and if you want to work in movies there's kind of like separate ways you had to go into it but like and also normal like on my first tv show so it's kind of fun and you also said that you worked on a few tv shows and like a movie so i was wondering what's one of the most interesting projects that you've worked on access to knowledge opportunity for exploration join us in exploring careers passions and more hi i'm sunny i'm sahana and i'm nibby and we are by youth for youth hi guys today we have with us miss joanne king thank you so much for being here hello so I was wondering if you could start off with just explaining what your job is and what that looks like. Ooh, what my job is. Um, so I am a previous artist at the moment. That's a very specific genre in the job though. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about that later, but I guess in general, I'm just a 3D, no, CG, CG generalist. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice one to go with. Or, um, I know like some people want to call it like 3D animator, but I can't say that because I'm not actually an animator. But that's yeah, actually should... interesting that you brought that up because I know you have a website and I was kind of going through that and I was kind of confused on the difference between like, I guess the terminology because there's like 3D animator, then CGI like designer. And then I saw layout and previs artist and I was like, whoa, like what's the difference between all of this? So. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, I, I was thinking about how to explain this one. So basically, <laughs> it's like, if you think about a manufacturing line, <laughs> or maybe a McDonald's kitchen, I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Let's, let's stick with manufacturing line, because I've actually never been in the kitchen of a McDonald's. But <laughs> I guess the idea is kind of like, um, we call it like, there's like something called the production pipeline. And um, okay. in that, there's like, bunch of different roles and uh, people specialize in each separate roles to be able to make like one movie or one TV show maybe. We'll, we'll use an example of a movie. So it's like in the beginning there's like storyboard artists um, in the well actually well in the very beginning there's like the person who creates the story and then there's the writers and then after that then there's the storyboard artists and they basically take the script. They start putting visuals to it and there's also concept designers at the same time creating the look of it the storyboard artists like start in a way like um putting the whole visuals together my fiance is laughing at me right now because he's much better <laughs> at like explaining this <laughs> we, we work in the same thing but it's oh. like and then like after that um once the storyboard artists like all have like the whole blueprint of the movie what it like could look like then there's like the then after that there's like the animators and the modelers and they like do different things this is making sense like they're, they're yeah i think of, like, so different so it's kind of like arts. you start off with like the first layer and then you do like a bit more sketching over that and then like a bit more over that until it really like comes together is that how it works kind of yeah it's like everyone plays a part into making it before the whole thing comes together okay oh, man. That's definitely like really interesting because I know that the way I visualized it like personally was more like the same person like writes out, not writes the story, but like I guess sketches the design and then the same person puts it into the computer and then the same person like animates it. So I guess it's kind of surprising to hear how many stages of that there are. 
Cause... Yeah, it's it's like a whole thing. Actually, I found a great picture of it. This picture right here. This is much better at like explaining it than than me actually mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah, so as you could see here in the picture. Wow, so like, a lot of so steps. the idea. This, yeah. There's like storyboarding, which is like a whole team of people. And then after that, or during that, there's like design. So they're all working at the same time to create okay. this thing. And after like, they, they create like what I like to call kind of like the blueprint of what the movie is going to be. And after that, there's like all these other parts in the pipeline that come in. And each person that you see here is a separate department. Mm-hmm. And uh, together, uh, together, like after it goes through each portion, then it creates like um, the full the full movie that you see at the end, usually. So. Oh, so I know you said that you personally do, I think it was CGI and like Previs. So where would that fit in in this pipeline? Yeah, so I actually do in this section, they call it layout, but layout and Previs are, um, they're kind of similar to each other. Like even I'm not 100% sure how to explain <laughs> the differences of it. All, uh-huh. What I know for sure is Previs. Uh, Previs is something that, <laughs> Pre- a Previs artist basically like does similar to what storyboard artists do. Storyboard artists, they draw out what happens in a scene. The, mm-hmm. They like, they'll draw out the whole thing and then we watch it, but it's on 2D drawings. But like the previous artists usually involve like 3D. Um, it's done in 3D space and they okay. we, we usually have cameras that have been set up to match and to be, to pretty much be like the same as um, real life cameras. And then the way that previs work, the, the, the special part about previs is that you can start seeing the whole thing get put together. So it's kind of like, like the first stage in the process where everything like comes together. Yeah, where you can actually see, yeah, it's like where you can see like the whole, you could see everything moving more smoothly and like you can start okay. getting an idea of like the scenery. Cause like, cause, it's, cause when 2D, like the artists have to draw it all out and like, they're very talented, so they can get like most of it. But you know, sometimes things such as like the environment hasn't been worked out yet, mm-hmm. so they don't draw things with the specific environment. Um, and like, like they have idea, they have like the general idea of where the environment is, like maybe characters in a forest. But like the forest itself, though, is like something that yeah. they don't know what it's going to look like. So in this the end. is like kind of where like all the details start to get worked out better. And yeah, it's like where the blueprint gets like finessed even more, I guess. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. So also another question about that then is like, so you do um, kind of like the layout stage of it. Is that something that you study specifically like layout or is it more you study broad and then you can go into any of these steps just based on what you're interested in? Oh, so yeah, definitely study broad and then you go like specifically into it. That's like the general route that most people take, I feel. So like generally, when you started in this field, you kind of came in with the mindset that I want to study like 3D animation. And then you decided like as you went on that you were interested in layout. Is that how that works? Yeah, pretty much. It's like from the beginning, I was like, oh, I want to learn. It's like, oh, I really want to try like, I don't know. I'm like really interested in 3D animation. I love the movies. I love watching Mm -hmm. shows. Yeah, I think I could do it too. Or I just love storytelling. So then you go into it going like, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna learn this. Most of the times you think you're going to be an animator, to be, like, hilariously. Like, when I remember I was talking to my classmates, most of us thought we were going to be animators. <laughs> it so, turns out we're like, no, we don't, we don't love animation, like, the, mm-hmm. the specific part more than we like this other part. So. so, like, 
So then I guess like would the difference between animation and layout be like, like you kind of bring the setting and characters like to life and then the animator is the one that's like making them move and like filling those transitions between place to place. Kind of, yeah, actually. You're, you're not you're not too far off. The animators are the ones who actually bring in the acting. Like they are okay. the actors. They are the performance <laughs> in the actors and they like, they they make, um, I don't know, they make the emotional performance whereas like yeah. layout makes sure like they're, they, they make sure that the camera language is there and like the whole, the camera movements correctly, like it's interpreted from like the storyboards, because the storyboards okay. come before, so they really have like a blueprint there. Then the previous artists or layout artists, they come in, they put the cameras in like three D space, yeah. they make sure it like tells the story similarly, and also look like camera animation too, because cameras, <laughs> cameras like because the cameraman in real life doesn't stand still all the time. Yeah. Like there's like shakes or they like move, mm-hmm. but like. They move with like a cowboy when they're like on a horse or something. Yeah, but. that's interesting. I like, <laughs> I guess I definitely did not know like how complex I guess the process was that goes into building these stuff. Because I don't know, it's just interesting to hear that you use a camera and like, I guess all these things about data points and something that you animate, because that's not something that I really considered. I kind of had a picture in my mind of like, you know, it's just like one person works on I guess like layout and animation and modeling and all of that. And I didn't even realize like a camera comes into it or that there's so many different groups of people working together. So that's oh, yeah, yeah. interesting. Productions are huge. Definitely. Yeah. That's why um, sometimes if you hang out at the end of like a movie credit, there's like, first there's like the giant wall of credits. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of people working on it. And at the end yeah. they're like, this movie has has employed like 200,000 people or something like that. Yeah. I think it's like an encouragement for people to not pirate. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, yeah, they're they're huge productions and there's usually a lot of people involved. Um, and then kind of on that, what does collaboration in your job look like? How much are you working with other teams, like the animation team or the storyboard team? Yeah, so collaboration's pretty much all the time. <laughs> you have to collaborate the whole time, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's like, um even if you are yourself are not collaborating you are in a team of people so usually your lead or supervisor is the one who's doing the collaboration above you and mm-hmm. like you know talking to the different departments and then yeah. he comes to you or he or she comes to you and you like listen to what you need to get done but of course okay. like you always like keep these other things in mind so it's it's, it's always like i guess it's something natural that happens is of course if something changes in the story like yeah. the script changes, the storyboards for artists have to change what they draw. And then or the director from there. changes. Yeah. Yeah. And then previous has to be like, oh, or layout, previous layout has to change what they have. Mm-hmm. And then um, sometimes if it's like an environment change, then the uh, the art department or the environment modelers have to change what they have. So it's it's a collaboration the whole time. And that's why it's called a pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, what does collaboration within your own team look like? So are you usually, I guess, is it like you have um, kind of like a section that you work on individually or is it more like a bunch of people are working on the same thing at the same time and like talking together? I think it depends on like what, um, uh, I guess it depends on like what kind of show you're working on <laughs> mm-hmm. and like uh, whether it's you're doing, I guess because it's like uh I know that when I was working on VFX versus when I was working on an animated movie and then versus when I'm working on this previs, on like strictly previs right now, they're 
they're a little bit different in terms of what your collaboration might look like. If you're working on a sequence, so like you are assigned like a whole sequence, then the collaboration there is mostly like you have to think about and ask, of course, like hopefully your lead or supervisor fills you in on this, but you also like go up, you like also look and can freely ask like the person who had the sequence before you, if there is one before you and you go, you look at where they've left the characters and like what was going on and then you go like oh, okay can like yeah. can I like have can I have your like can I have the data that you had it in or something mm -hmm. and okay um, so that makes sense so I guess it like keeps it running smoothly so you don't see like the break from person who worked on this to, like the person who worked on that yeah definitely yeah. And you have to you, you like talk to them if you have questions and of course you talk to your soup or lead and you just go like and if you have any ideas you can bring it up with them too or if you like most of the times it's like questions actually where it's like oh it's like usually questions where it's like oh okay then the storyboard this happens but this is what i have like in the storyboard yeah. the characters keep running backwards but i have no more space to run backwards <laughs> there's yeah there's a so wall kind of like, and then there's empty space behind it like i can't yeah. make them go back so you have to like figure it out from there oh that's really interesting and then kind of similar to that, what does a typical day in your job look like? Uh, typical day. I guess it's mostly just waking up, getting on the computer. Uh, like mostly just like whether uh, if I'm really assigned something, I would just start working on it. But if I'm not assigned on something, I would let my lead know. And then I wait to uh, see what I get. And then as soon as like I get briefed on what I need to do, then I just open up my program and I just start but just start working on it. Yeah. So <laughs> is like, it is it something that you do mostly remotely? So obviously with COVID, that's like a little bit different. But if it weren't for COVID, is it something that's mainly remote or is it usually something you go in person? Most of the times you go in person do these things. Um, most of the times, like the stuff that they that you're working on is like, I guess, sense well, not I guess, but it's like it's sensitive. So yeah. they usually want people all in the same spot. Mm -hmm. And also because so like they don't want any like, um, uh, they don't want any like data to leak out or like yeah. any anything to leak out so other people see but commercials I would say like are a little bit more lenient like you can't I know I know that you can work from home a lot more if you work on like commercial stuff but before pre-COVID yeah everyone wanted you to go into the studio or you can but like but like commercials a little less like commercials yeah. you can't stay home depending Actually, on who you are if they trust you yeah, I didn't really think about commercials and animation. I guess like now that I'm thinking about it, obviously commercials have animation because it's not like, like it's not like all the things happening in commercials can like really happen. But that's just interesting. And also kind of on like the divide between commercial and Hollywood, is there a difference in the path you take to get to like either way or do most people start out the same and just decide they're interested in one thing and go that way? Mm, that's a good question. I think there, I think in the first place, there's a very general direction that everyone works in. Well, if you want to work in CG, mm -hmm. it's very general at first, because most of the times, like, you don't know what you want to go into. Like, like, like just like hearing from you, um, you, you didn't know that there was like all these other parts yeah. inside, like making a movie. Well, I didn't either. So it's just <laughs> like you, you just generally go for it first. Then you start finding out like, oh, there's different things you can do. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like, um, I, I, I don't know if it's true for everyone else. But I remember it was just like 
when I was going to school, it was like something new to us too, where we didn't know, actually, if you want to work in commercials and if you want to work in movies, there's kind of like separate ways you had to go into it. You couldn't, you, generally it's like the same kind of uh, showcase of skills. So what, what you do to like get, sorry, I'm like jumping all over the place, but it's like, it's okay. what you like generally do to like try to get work out of after college is that during college you work on like your skills or not even college like you don't have to go to college for this thing I'll just put that out right now but it's like during that year of like that that uh, university college period um before you start looking for work it's like people people usually like create a body of work to show mm -hmm. what they can do so like a portfolio type of thing yeah a portfolio to like show what like kind of to showcase their skills and okay. what happens is in that showcase is what you're trying to sell to. So like, um, yeah, from there, it's kind of like you can create like a general one and see like if you can get employment to like what you want to try to get to. But sometimes um, if you're so it's like kind of like what your skills appeal to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you keep making like, I guess it's kind of hard to say, but it's kind of like if your portfolio keeps looking like product work, I guess. And it's kind of like, oh, look at all these product work, work I'm doing, or like, oh, this feels like a commercial, then it can't help but be like, oh, look, at like your portfolio looks yeah. like you're, it's better sold to working into commercials and movies. And to work into movies, it's kind of like, that one's kind of interesting and kind of tough. I don't know how to answer that one because everyone has like a different way of getting into it. But mm -hmm. it's mostly just like, it's always like, just, you gotta work on that portfolio, that reel, <laughs> make sure that, you know, uh, I guess it looks like it's for movies, or like, it looks like it's for what you want to work in. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of hope you land that first job. <laughs> and then it's kind of, it's always how, that first one. Yeah, so, well, okay, I have a few questions. And the first one is like, how do you kind of get like land yourself that first job do you usually is it something that you like send your portfolio to people or is it something I guess like what does that process look like of finding because there's just so many different like do you specifically apply for a previs thing or do you specifically apply for animation or is it more like you just go to a company like Netflix or like Nickelodeon and then you're just like oh like here's my portfolio how does that work Ooh, so how does that work? Uh, basically, I, I'd say that I would say the most general answer to that is that you just you just apply to wherever you can. <laughs> you apply wherever you can. And um, you hope that someone is interested in you so you can start gaining work experience. But that process kind of reminds me of like, I was looking at um, kind of like actors who like have a bunch of scripts, like they'll have like, like scripts that are like feet tall. And then it's just like they just keep reading through them and keep auditioning and then they just hope they like land one job or land a few jobs out of like the many many things they audition for so it's kind of similar to that yeah kind of actually i would say yeah i i feel like it's pretty similar and then okay. from there it's kind of like um you just keep going <laughs> yeah and then once you've landed your first job it gets a little bit like easier in the sense that like you once you start working that first job like especially if it's in something that you wanted to like if you're trying to work in your first job on a video game then you'll start knowing what like actual yeah. skills and what so you get like that real world experience kind yeah of. you you yeah. actually start knowing what they exactly want 
from you or like what kind of skills are like desired so that you can get more work and also on top of that it's a bonus because then once you really have that workplace on your resume and your mm -hmm. reel it's yeah. a little bit easier to start jumping into the next job because I, I think it's like yeah because because it's highly competitive it's a really mm -hmm. it's a really high competitive field to do this stuff and it's yeah. like there's lots of talented people not just in like the U.S across the world and you're competing with the entire globe and well, um actually kind of about you know people across the globe does your job is it something where you collaborate with people from different countries as well or is it mostly something where it's like people within the country i think it depends on where you work for okay. sure and what size team it is mm -hmm. um it's 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 possible like you so yeah, actually I would say yes, you're always, there's always at some point you might be working with somebody across like in another country okay. um, or like just like in another state, but there's also times where it's just like, it's just like all in one place. Cause it's just yeah. like, like it's a, it's a small production or it's a very mm -hmm. short production. Um, so I would say like majority of the things that it's like most big productions. Yeah. You're always working with somebody that's not in the same place as you. So I was wondering kind of how much control do you have over what you're animating or what you're laying out? Is it something where like you have kind of room for creative design or like changing things up a bit or is it really set in stone? Yeah, that's once again depends on what you're working on. <laughs> um, I would say majority of the times like I would like to I would like to say like majority of the times and generally like and like I got something cool maybe like a little tidbit for anyone who wants to get into like art jobs is that you have to think of it like most of the times when you're working in an art job you're not working art for yourself you're not working on something that you want you're always working on something that someone else is paying for which mm -hmm. we'll call like the client or working yeah. on what the client wants and so like um in terms of how much creativity you have it really depends on your role it depends on like um what you're doing in that role um but majority of the times you're always trying to cater to what someone else wants, so. Yeah. Okay, so you can like give suggestions, but ultimately it comes down to what they ask you to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then you also said that like you're working for a client and not yourself. So I was just wondering like outside of your job is animation something or like laying out and previs and all the stuff with CG, is that something that you also kind of do like on your own time for fun just for yourself? Well, Back when I had more free time, I would I would on and off do it for fun. Like if there was like a CG project that I was excited about, I would start setting it up. Or like if I really wanted to try like adding something to my portfolio, or I don't know if I just like felt like doing something. But but the problem with CG, in my opinion, is that like you need a lot of uh, you need a lot of like diligence to keep going. And yeah. sometimes when you just like work all day on the same like yeah. CG, you just kind of want to break. That's interesting. And I was also wondering, what is the favorite part of your job for you? Ooh, I think seeing the final, mm -hmm. the, the final creation, like, and it, yeah. it, even in commercials too, because I've worked in like all sorts, actually. <laughs> I've worked in like commercials, I've worked in like VFX movies, animated movie now. That was fun. But like, yeah. and also now I'm all like on my first TV show. So it's kind of fun. Ooh, yeah. That's exciting. Um, yeah, it's, they're all, they're all actually slightly different from each other but yeah like in each and every single one of them it's like oh seeing the final uh seeing the final creation is always the most yeah. awesome and fun thing and it always feels really good because you're like 
I worked on that. Cool. <laughs> Can you tell us what the TV show is about? Oh, uh, let's see. I believe I'm allowed to share the name because uh, okay. there's there's articles on it now. So if there's <laughs> oh, so article, it's not released yet. No, it's not released. Um, but I remember I did look at the article too. Yeah, because usually it's like if an article's been published now, you can start talking about it a little bit more. Okay. But there's but so far that like all that has been uh, released about it is the name, which is called The Blue Eyed Samurai. It's on Netflix, okay. and it'll come out in twenty twenty two, I think. That's wow. Okay. I'll yeah. keep an eye out for it. Also, I saw that you started least, working yeah. for okay. Netflix recently. So I was wondering kind of how does that compare to what you've done in the past? Um, yeah, so I've actually worked in a lot of smaller studios and like a lot like more smaller production teams. And Netflix is definitely a, a very big one. Yeah. Also, on top of that, uh, another difference is that uh, I, I used to work at MPC and Real Effects when I was in Canada for a year. And those are, to me, are also considered big productions. But the difference between those two and Netflix is that, uh, is that the ones I worked in in Canada, they were, uh, um, they were part of like the actual production of creating the movie. So meaning that uh, all of the details Wait, no, okay, wait, let me, let me start from the way. <laughs> Netflix right now, they're creating the content of it. So they're kind of like creating the whole blueprint of what the show is going to be like. And they are like basically their own client. So it's okay. like, it's very different. So there's more like kind of creative freedom also in that way? Uh, kind of, there, yeah, there's a little bit more and there's definitely more like, you know, immediate feedback mm -hmm. and like, whatever you're doing is immediately almost in like the realm of like because because like the script writer the director and like the showrunners are all in the same space yeah they can communicate with each other much faster and that like what we're doing is actually like um definitely trying to like finesse the details and like put out like what we need or sorry like trying to make sure that like the story makes sense it's readable but like what we're all also ultimately doing is like besides creating the show of course is actually creating a production package I guess like creating a package to send to some other studio to actually create the show okay that's again pretty interesting because I thought it would be kind of like one company who has like a bunch of different groups doing everything I didn't know that it's kind of like you send it from this place to a totally different company to work on it and you also said that you've worked on a few TV shows and like a movie. So I was wondering what's one of the most interesting projects that you've worked on? They're all interesting. <laughs> it's really hard to choose. Um, mm -hmm. They're all interesting because to be honest, I've only worked on one of each so far. Because mm -hmm. um, I've actually been doing a bunch of different things before that. I like was working in AR at first, augmented reality. Oh. And then that was really fun. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Because I really wanted, wanted to like try new tech out. Because mm -hmm. I was like, new tech's the future. <laughs> so um, I worked on that. But then I was like, oh, you know, I really want to work in movies. I like That's... did set out to work in movies. So I, I really want to try it. So worked really hard. Then got my first like movie job. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was a VFX one. And then after that, like I got a chance to work in animation. And so they're, they're like they're kind of different from each other in terms of like what what like what things you have to think about there's still like okay. some there's still like the same things but like in terms 
yeah it's hard it's so fast cool this. so there's like so it's really broad the field like you can go into a lot of different things by entering this field yes you can actually yeah you okay. can you can go in many different things um and like uh yeah you can go in many different things the paint scale is kind of different for each one of them though like it really depends mm -hmm. i personally think but like oh uh, but if anything um i guess like it's that if there's something that most of them share in common is that i guess the work is not consistent okay. <laughs> it can be consistent but it also cannot be consistent or how is mm -hmm. it? it's like it's like they're more temporary like you like you know how like the traditional job is like you get a staff job and then you just work in that staff job mm -hmm. all the time and most of this i i think i think it's fair to say most of this industry is not like that you will okay. not most of the times you will not have like a stable job like that so it's pretty like unpredictable also yes Okay. If you want a staff job, the higher chances of getting a staff job usually is if you work in commercials. On like the other side of things, what is your least favorite part of your job? I think it would be the part where it's um. Mm, that's a good one. I think it's I think it's the fact that you have to bounce place to place actually. But this is okay. more of like a personal preference. I know I have lots of friends who love going like mm -hmm. they love they love traveling. They love going like from A to B to B C. They're like. Oh, when you say um, bounce from place to place, does that include traveling, like not just changing your job? Yes. Oh, because you said a lot of it is in person, like with the team. Yeah, lots of okay. it's in person. Um, the way it is right now, it's like a lot of um, work is not really in the United States anymore. A lot of oh. actually, it used to be, but now a lot of it is, uh, I'd like to say, but it's actually just offshore. Or I don't know, actually, I don't know if I'm using those terms correctly. We'll just say a lot of the work is in other countries. Okay. And so you, uh, it depends, like a lot of, it depends on what you want to do. It depends on what kind of work mm -hmm. you want to do, I guess. It's, it's a lot of like yeah. personal choices too, but. That's cool um, how flexible it is. Cause there's a lot of like different things you can do with this job, ways you can take it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would say like the easier ones is like the ability to go from place to place. But mm -hmm. I think that takes a strain on your personal life. And also, what made you first interested in this job? Oh, yeah, I think it was the fact that like, <laughs> it was the fact that like, I never personally thought I was good at academics. Um, least I felt like I wasn't that good. I had lots of really like smart friends. And they're like, oh, I got all these cool GPAs. Or like, yeah. like look yeah. at my ACT score. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not that smart, I feel. So then, but then like, I really like drawing. And I thought to myself like, oh, I could totally get into this. Um, or like, and, and actually, especially just watching lots of TV shows and movies. I remember I was like, I remember like thinking about it. Like I could do this, but I was actually very aware of the fact that like, you know, you know, like I, I can't say it's the same for now, but I would, I guess, like, generally, like, I, I thought that if you go into art, you just won't really make that much money, because, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely a pretty, like, common notion that people have. Yeah, it's like, you just, you just won't make that much money, it's yeah. like, that's something that kind of, like, I, un like, I, I was thinking about, it. I was like, well, that, would, that wouldn't really be nice either, though, but it's yeah. just, like, I guess like I, I, I remember I was watching like Avatar The Last Airbender during that time and I loved that show and I remember at the time I was just like you know what 
you know what, why not? I'm going to go do it. If someone was interested, would you recommend that they start preparing like right now kind of, I guess, yeah. with art and, okay. Oh yeah, I'd say if they're interested, start early. It's okay. much better. And especially start early in drawing because I didn't know you had to have good foundational drawing skills. So actually, I didn't make it to the school I wanted to at first. Like I know you mentioned earlier, you don't have to go to college for this job. So is that kind of like, so I guess, is it something that people can also try to teach themselves by practice? Pretty much, yes, actually. Like, I think so. It really depends on like how, um, how much diligence you have and how yeah. much like you are willing to keep going on. And of course, like, you don't have to go to college in the sense that like a lot of the stuff is available online now. You can pay for the, you can like pay for a lesson um, on the internet. There's a lot of them. And I think like the age, you could be like any age. <laughs> I don't oh. remember if you have to be like 18 or up. I feel like you could be like 16 and you can still take them, but it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And then also I think right about now uh, we were wondering if Matthew could come on he was going to ask a few questions. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to ask a few questions. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, so how long typically does it take for you to finish like your end on like a project? Uh, what kind of project? Is it a personal project or is it like a project? Like work-related. Work-related. Well, um, I guess for commercials, it can go anywhere from like a couple of weeks few days even but like it's like a couple of weeks to like a few months it depends on how long the commercial studio or um the commercial places have the project for and how long they've been working on it for sometimes I just come in at the middle or I come in at the beginning they don't need me after that and then because like I only do one part of it and then the rest but I've also worked on a full project before and where I'm like there from the beginning to the end and it's like it could go anywhere for a few weeks to a couple of months, but if it's a movie or a TV show, they can go anywhere from a few months to a year or two, depending on how long. I wanted to ask, like, uh, like which cities in the U.S. typically have like a huge market for like animators? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, LA, <laughs> LA is the most classic, biggest hotspot for it. It's also the most competitive. Um, the second one I think would be, actually, I don't know. I know LA is like number one, then like two, three, and four, I don't know. But then I know it's like Texas has people. I don't remember if it was Dallas or Austin, but Texas, New York, and maybe Atlanta. <laughs> that's, okay. that's like the top. So uh, yeah, so like which job as like an animation artist would you have like the most creative control over? Ooh. Like, I think we were like talking about this like before, like how you don't typically, you like typically deliver what the client wants, but you don't have that much creative control. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. It's a tough one. Cause it's like, you're always, I guess it's like the most, obvious answer to that question is if you're producing something yourself if you're making something yourself you have the greatest control but you also have um you also have to foot your own bill but like um yeah you have to foot your own bill for your own creation but if you're creating something for something else that someone's paying um who has the biggest 
Yeah, I personally haven't been in these positions at all, but I would like to think like anyone with like the title director at the end, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but then at that point though, you're not actually, what I heard is that you are, you're creating, but you're not actually in charge of creating the minute stuff anymore. You're there so to So more direct. like a manager type of thing. Yeah, like you have the vision, you're holding the vision and- Someone um, else like carries it out, I guess. Yeah, someone else executes the vision out, but you're the one who's like saying like, oh, I want this to be a pumpkin, a <laughs> big orange pumpkin. And yeah. then someone else goes like, okay, I make big orange pumpkin for you. And you go, make it rounder <laughs> and, then that's kind of, and you go like oh I want, I'm like thinking of like these things or like you just draw it out straight up for them to show them what you're thinking <laughs> I wonder what other people's answers are who has the most creative control the person with the money <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> which is also funny because it's kind of true because that's the client so mm -hmm. yeah and then I think um, I just had one more question for today, and that is, what is your tagline, like your motto, something that you try to live by? <laughs> it's a hard question. <laughs> it, my motto changes like week to week. No, yeah. <laughs> my motto this week is, oh, I want to sleep. <laughs> Let me get my work done and sleep. My motto next week, uh, I'm going to spend life on food, Um, I guess general one is try to live life without regrets <laughs> mm -hmm. nice, yeah nice general one yeah <laughs> I think that's a good one yeah and um probably uh don't or was it enjoy life it's short mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's a little morbid but it's, <laughs> it's <true. laughs> kind of similar though like enjoying life without regrets and yeah yeah just enjoy it you know if there's like decision that you regret making don't linger on it too long. Just move on. Yeah. Try to look at the positive things in life. That one's really hard to do though, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard, but I think it's great advice because you can really only do what you can do now, so. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, and like, even if there's like a regret, like a choice that you regret, you just go like, you know, why did I make that choice? And then you go like, well, you know, it can't be helped. <laughs> yeah. And then you regret it less. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I did do that. But yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my motto for now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening this week. Tune in for our future episodes every other Thursday and leave us a review down below. Check out our Instagram at byyouth4youthpodcast for career resources and more about this episode. Bye! <laughs>